The News Up by the Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Spurs away this weekend. Here are the odds for West Ham's next game. West Ham to win, both teams to score. Normal odds are 9-1, to one, but with 888sport, it's triple the odds for 27-1, to one, James. 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Hello and welcome to the Knees Up on the Brown West Ham podcast. We're delighted this week to be joined by a guest who's been shot three times and run through with a sword. Welcome to the show, Cass Pennant. I'm a bit rough with a show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've ever had anyone who's been shot before on the show. 50 Cent was on. <laughs> was on episode one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. How could I? Uh, welcome to the show, Cass. Pleasure to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Lucky to be here. Listen to that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. What are the chances? Yeah, we're going to get into your career with the ICF and... Uh... We're in a bulletproof cage this week, just <laughs> yeah. in case there's a drive-by. Yeah, we're pretty safe in here. Yeah. Uh, James, welcome. Cass Pennant is a name that always comes up when we when we do this podcast. I know. We're chuffed to have you on board. All right, nice one. The people we always say when we say, like, hey, what guest do you want us to get on? It's Decanio, Cass Pennant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yet here we what are. What a lineup! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, what a what a name drop as well. Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. got a great little. When I last met Decanio, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In Rome, unbelievable. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, let's get straight onto that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what well, happened there? I've gone out to Lazio at invitation. They wanted to do a night in honour of the ICF, and they invited me and Bill Gardner. And uh, I knew Bill wouldn't go because he's. He's West Ham made, and he turned around and said, "It's you know, it's interesting, but it ain't West Ham, not for me." Oh really? Yeah, and me being the bookman, I'm always curious what's on the other side of the fence. So I know about Lazio's reputation. So the invite was genuine. So I took um, insurance in Rise of the Foot Soldier, Colton Leach. <laughs> wow, <laughs> not bad as his insurance goes. And uh, for four days, they showed us Rome that no tourist would see. You know, and it is a fantastic respect. And throughout the four days, I kept saying, because I knew um, Di Canio was actually once Lazio Ultras in his, yeah. in his youth days, so he'd grown up with them. Um, and uh, I said, he's been more, one of my hero players, and uh, it'd be great if I could meet him. And they said, he's in Rome, he's working for Sky or something. And they uh, on the phone to him all the time, every day. And every day, something happened, work or whatever, couldn't meet up. And then on the last day, leaving for the airport after doing Lazio um, TV, they rushed me to the airport, said, we've got to go now, cut the interview short, get to the airport. Well, what's happening? Like, I'm being rushed by these guys to the airport. They said, Parlo's waiting to meet her. <laughs> so I was bang up for it, great. You know what I mean? My last, my last sight of Rome, yep. I'm meeting my hero, you know, and uh, get to the airport and they get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> Then we let go, let go. So I thought, no, now it's it, and we're, and we're times tight now. You know what I mean? So we got to go straight through. Yeah. And they said, no, wait here, wait here. No, Decanio. So all on the phones again. He'd gone to the wrong airport in Rome. There's two airports. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it. They said, no, they held everything up. You know, this is the power of the guys. They held everything up. And all of a sudden, in about half hour, a black mini come with black and windows. You know what I mean? A British mini come. And uh, some West Ham scarves out the window, you know what I mean? And three West Ham supporters got out, and then Decano got out and he was driving a <laughs> British Mini. He was driving a British <laughs> Mini, and we had a conversation on the hardcore, just me and him. Oh, wow. And 
well, and everyone left us alone. Yeah, it's a real, you know what I mean? Let them talk. Yeah, and it was um, it was amazing. I was thinking, Jesus, the plane's gonna go in a minute. Got you know, a real legend in front of us. So I thought, I ain't been there long. I've got to take my chance, you know. Yeah. I'm looking for the picture because no one's gonna believe me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying to get Parlo to do a picture, and he kept turning it round to these guys with the West Ham skulls. Right, they wanted a picture of me. I didn't know that was his cousins. Ah. <laughs> and he ah. turned around. He said he still loves West Ham. He goes five times a year from his airport, we guess, in helicopter. <laughs> and I'd done a picture with his cousins. Right, so we eventually got a picture, and I had an ICF scarf on. <laughs> and he took the ICF scarf, gave me a Lazio scarf. So I've got a Lazio scarf, and he's got an ICF scarf. And I've warned him. I said, look, in the pictures. That means ICF, you, you best not. You know what I mean? Yeah, That'd be a bit controversy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He said, Cass promised me one thing. I said, What's that? He said, I still go to West Ham. I still love West Ham in my heart. Oh. And he said, And I don't want us to go down, never. He said, But if we get relegated this year, promise me one thing. You get me a ticket for Millwall. <laughs> no way! Unbelievable! Well, two, two weeks later, he took the Swindon job. <laughs> wow! How funny. Yeah. They're probably in the same league as Millwall at the time. What an opener. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> right, well, plenty more stories of that side came from as uh, we delve into the Caspinet. That's in no books, that's exclusive. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's in no yeah. books. Hopefully, we'll get a few ex- more exclusive as the interview rolls on. Um, James, we had a bit of feedback from last week's episode. Yeah, we had Kenny Brown on. Kenny Brown. Um, some of the feedback was uh, Devo says sure you've been told already but FPSO is floating production storage offloading an oil rig that was something <laughs> that came up very good uh, Tom Elliott uh, listening whilst doing a New York math in one week hearing your winner whilst cleaning a gerbil cage in Swindon the next <laughs> he's a guy who won our competition yeah, yeah. Uh, running at New York Mathen. Uh Cabby Sam enjoyed the pod with Kenny Brown Palace's clearance straight to Brown, it's in, was a commentary uh, when Kenny Brown scored that win against Man U. Career Hammer, uh, talking about the selfie uh, pictures we take in the studio. These photos get stranger by the week. Last time chalks appear to have been exhumed, and this time Kenny Brown has a tiny pink head. <laughs> yeah. So, well, wait till he says going to Cass. I think Cass is the tallest person. Yeah, I think you're the tallest guest we've ever had on here. Don't you so, do photos? Stop yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, straight after there'll be a selfie of this, straight after this episode. Uh, and this is a nice one from Henry Hammer. Um, I'm the bloke you mentioned in a Geordie Boars episode a while back, whose great grandfather went missing for Tim's Ironworks Wikipedia page. After a bit of searching, searching, I've managed to find his name rightfully restored. He's under other players with appearances, with a whopping three runs out at fullback. Wow. One less than Marco Bugas, three more than Joey Bootcamp, but enough to make me, my father, and grandfather support West Ham through every decade of our history to this day. Uh, and Jack Hart, who's the only one who's entered our spot of hammer competition, <laughs> says, also met Cuarta at Westfield. My girlfriend was nonchalant. I lost my marbles. Well, there you go. There you go. If you spot a hammer, you need to email podcast at kmb.com. Any hammer, any situation, let us know where you see them. You could win a KMB podcast mug. Um, before we end the feedback section, we should say, Cass, so we had Kenny Brown on last week. Uh, score of that amazing goal that was on purpose, we found out exclusively last week, against <laughs> United 1-0. It cost him a title. Do you remember that night? Do you remember that night? to nine United the championship what when uh, Fergie said we're obscene obscene yes. yeah <laughs> I love yeah. the word obscene yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's brilliant you know what, I mean? <laughs> what, what, what I love about the Man United particularly back in the days back in the old good old days you know what I mean <laughs> is, is the atmosphere mm. was like a London derby you know you don't even get a London derby atmosphere now in the Premier League you mm. know what I mean And but the atmosphere and I could you know people can never work it out 
especially when you go north and everything, you know, why is why is the hatred for Man United? Is it because mm. the Cockney Reds and all that, you know what I mean? And people always pick on the Cockney Red thing, but it ain't that. Like, it was, it was um, you know, West Ham, they fly a banner undefeated, you know what I mean? Yeah. And back in the day, the, the original home end was a North Bank. And, it, and the fans used to say it's never been taken. But some of your cum readers know what mm. I'm on about, yeah? Mm. It was taken twice. Mm. Once we could accept because they didn't know what they was doing. They're just doing the Celtic thing, Scottish thing, turn up in numbers, got in early, no animosity. So Hammers and Celtic fans stood side by side, no problem. Yep. Again, I think that was in 67. And one was real bad. And I use it in the books a lot, research and everything, um, because where did it all, all come from? You know, if anyone don't know me, uh, my background's uh, football violence and all that, and the ICF was the violent section of the West Ham following. Um, but this is well before the ICF. This is where the history was. And they used this, that the hooligan world started, not when sociologists say, back in the medieval ages, ages with the hoodie fans and all that, and all that. Modern football violence started in 1967, West Ham v Man United. West Ham took, uh, Man United took the title a month early. So imagine, a month, they went at West Ham, they got the title a month early. So they invaded West Ham. And they got on the North Bank while West Ham was still in the pubs. When West Ham come out of the pubs, whole hell broke loose. Mm. At the end of the day, the newspapers said, worst violence ever recorded in the South. Over 100 hospital um, rest, everything went on all along after the game. The tube was stopped, just carried on. Um, and then the same day, Salty played Rangers. And the same figures, you know, right broke out. And the, and the national papers went violence we've never scaled we've never recorded in the north and in the south that means we've got an epidemic that means right. something's happening mm. and it's modern football violence and it's 1967 and uh, you know I'll do some of the books and some of the people that was there and um, you know their, their recollection of them days you know, imagine the north bank then used to have a bar on the side and they didn't have plastic glasses, they had light brown ale bottles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were going right, left and centre. Oh. The flag poles were great big, inch thick, two inch thick wooden poles. You know what I mean? Um, it was, uh, put it this way, it was a pretty... Uh, I've never had football violence on that scale, but it, it all, 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 the, all the obsession with the press comes from that, because it made such headlines. Um, and again, it was because they beat West Ham 6-1, that humiliation and because they got on the north bank and they was violent with it you know what I mean mm. yep. and West Ham had to fight to take it back and you know I don't think they did you know what I mean it was mm. just backwards and forwards mm. um, that's where it comes from but it's 1967 so a lot, a lot, a lot of the Stone Island people would you know what I mean it's too far mm. back for them but that's, yeah. that's the history of why there's a little bit extra <laughs> when West Ham played Man United and it was on the level of another London derby. Mm, wow. Well, I mean, it's interesting going, going all the way back, like you say, 1967. So your own youth, you grew up in Kent in, with uh, elderly white foster parents and by, and by all accounts, you loved them a lot and they were like fantastic parents. Here. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't the kind of a basis for like a career in hooliganism, was it? No, I mean... Well, there's two things really. I mean, hooligans really started with subculture, mm. with the, the, the skinhead aggression, the original skinheads. Um, 
which is, you know, the first Guinness come around 66, 67. Um, you know, they say the spirit of 69, meaning that the Skinner went mm. from London across the whole nation. Um, it was a working class culture. The era at the time was peace and love because of the Vietnam War. Your teachers were all hippies, you know what I mean? Your music yep. was all hippies, you know mm. what I mean? And this, you had a backlash culture. It was pure working class. And it was going off on the streets, you know, school to school, street to street, youth club to youth club. And once the 40 realised what was going on, with all the youths gathering on the corner, where else could they gather behind the goals of the football? And that's what's got to sort of become their identity. Mm. For a certain age group, yeah, teenagers. And people forget, they see all the image today of the old um, baseball cap, 40-year-old football hooligan, yeah. But if you look at all the... Um, newspaper cuttings, particularly local papers like the Stratford Express and all that mm. and you look at around Monday morning's courts, you know the average age was 13 to 17, right. that's all at school and just leaving school, don't forget you left school at 15 in them days mm-hmm. to go to work yeah. um, so it was a very teenage thing, it's a subculture thing mm. the whole thing was, no one's born a hooligan mm. you know what I mean, you, you, you're all fans, yeah, but some want to push it more than others, yeah at the end of the day, people get wise, you know what I mean, and, and what they do, they go back to being fans. I see a lot of, you know, you know, I mean, Cum is is the number one for West Ham fans, and I know for the press and everybody picks up and reads on Cum, and I'm interested when I see some of the, the accounts in it, I always know when someone's knows a bit more than what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same when I go back to go back to Upton Park and see the young lads sometimes come up and want to sign book or whatever and their dads are standing just over their shoulders like and they got their knowing wink like <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and they don't have to say nothing and I'm thinking mm-hmm. you know they, they all they all go you know gone back to being a fan they're season ticket holders yeah. take the kids to football on a Saturday you're not being rushing back over mm-hmm. up to Park for the afternoon you know what I mean and you would never know and these are the same guys that actually speak out quite a bit about what they was part of, you know mm. what I mean? It, it's, it's one of those things that it's one of those things that's pushed on a lot of people because if you went to football and he was a young male, it was happening. There's no way out of it. Yeah, don't go to football. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and it was unavoidable. There was no protection. It was what it was. You know what I mean? Trouble come to you, especially if you went away games. So, you know, though there's football violence, there's an awful lot of people that wasn't hooligans caught up in it, particularly at West Ham, because of the reputation being East London when they went to away there's always the smallest travellers and they took numbers like Man United and Chelsea and all that big numbers you know it was tight knit and they went away but they always went away as one because everyone was coming at them they don't know who's who the ain't they just know West Ham East End you know you're meant to be tough so there's pretty airy days and one of, the, one of my favourite books and I've done a few and I, you know what I mean but <laughs> sometimes, I'll get, sometimes I'll get asked like, what's your, and they're all interesting for different reasons one I found really interesting was um, was Bill Garner's book Good Afternoon Gentlemen because um, it's really interesting how he's viewed by the West Ham fans and the hooligans alike you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he's his own person but it's interesting how the, the real fans review him as hero you know um, Mr West Ham at the same time all the hooligans hold him in the same esteem you know what I mean Um, and that's why I say you know what I mean you're not born a hooligan you know what I mean Um, and and why why that normal fans review him in in that way is because they know them days they owe a lot you know what I mean 
to mm-hmm. characters like him who stood up for the little guy, basically. Yeah. It was a character mm-hmm. hate you bullies. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll be honest, a lot of the football thing, and Bill lays out in his book, I said to him once, who do you rate? And you know the football guys like, who's harder than a hood? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. Oh, the ICF would go say something about us. That's how the scene is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just don't get away with it. We're all part of it. But he was different. He turned around and said, there's no one. I said, what is that? He said, because they're all bullies. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's a man. That's a man amongst boys. You know what I mean? And, and it's through the books that you actually get, if you know that the person is authentic, you get the real story. And it ain't how some of the films are. It ain't how some of the books are. And it certainly ain't how a lot of the um, documentaries are. You know what I mean? Because it is an underbelly world. Yeah. And it is a world that's a social history, so it's not truly recorded. And it's only those that were there that know the score. Mm. You know, and even when it's passed down, it gets exaggerated. You know what I mean? Yeah, Simon's so, mean, got to the pub and everything else. <coughs> so, yeah, so it's it's a different world. It was it happened. It was there. Um, and I'll say this: I mean, West Ham's international following is getting bigger and bigger. And ask yourself, how come? You know, sport English clubs. I know Sky does a lot of it, but before that. You know, they come, you see them at Upton Park, they come from, you know, Belgium, Spain, Italy, you know what I mean? Massive following. And um, it's just grown and grown. You ask them how come, you can see the Liverpool thing, you know, the great European side of Liverpool, why they got an international following, Denmark, Sweden, everywhere, Liverpool, Man United, Asia, everywhere, you know, Bobby Charlton, George Best, you know what I mean? So, all them great players, yeah. We can't just it can't just be the World Cup shortly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because these are folks fought in West Ham in the nineties, you know what I mean? Mm. New fans, so it ain't down to the World Cup it was, you know what I mean? Well it ain't the players. You couldn't you couldn't go anywhere abroad and say, name the West Ham team to you know, to any, to anyone that's half knows about football. They couldn't name the team. They could name Rooney or whatever Man United, but they couldn't name the West Ham team. Mm-hmm. Ask them who their fans <clears> are and they'll tell you ICF. <laughs> you know, so it's become a brand abroad. Mm. And it's through the books, it's through the films. And if you ask them why they support West Ham, they will say that, yeah, because, you know what I mean, they're point to the ICF. Um, and, the, and the other half are point to the music. Bands like the Cockney Rejects, Cock Sparrow, you know. And the other thing is the working class thing. Around the world, all the, all the little groups of ultras and different people from America, not just Europe, all got cross hammers mm. and they stylize it. Right, and you ask them why every, are they West Ham fans? You know what I mean? You know, um, and some strange clubs, some right wing clubs, all sorts of. You know what I mean? And what it is, they identify West Ham with the working class thing. So when that that little a bloggy just pulled out about Thames Ironworks, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. That's, that that history is so important. It's it's not just about the football on the pitch, is it? West Ham is a is a community, and it's an area it's so different to the rest that you can't take that with you to the new stadium mm. and that is where the supports come from what they identify because it's not like they've won European Cups oh we come abroad and pick a team like that that's why they pick Man United and Liverpool for the success they know they pick West Ham because they're different and it's because things like Joe Hawkins who's the you know, original skinhead mon- mon- monarchy you know what mm-hmm. I mean um Say bands like Cockney Regis, Cox Sparrow, and um, so called bad lads, you know what I mean? Mm. The ICF and things like that, you know, and that's, that's what resonates. And 
it's no ball. It's it's you know they tell you it's on their own words. That's, that's how they ask any ask. Mm. Do it yourself. Ask them. They come and serve everyone. Ask them why you support West Ham. Mm. Or yeah. go when you're born and older, you just ask someone who, who half looks knows a bit about football. You know what I mean? Name the name the name the current West Ham team. Mm. And ask them name Man United, Liverpool player. You know what I mean? Mm. So the subculture <coughs> side of West Ham, you know, it's you know really strong strong on this because it's back in the days when, to me. I lived through days when the fans was its football club. Today you're not part of it. You, 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 it's very hard to feel part of the club. It's how we adopt it and go city and you know what I mean. Mm. New irons, but <clears throat> but the links when you look at the old football books and players like John Charles and all them, they, you know, could walk down Barking Road after the match. Mm. You know, yeah, we, we, we've been in games where. Um, Don Hutchison was in the bowling playing pool. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're we're known as an early firm, so we're always around early. Yeah, so it's like eleven o'clock, and we're all about down at Cafford in the bowling. As soon as it opens, and there's there's Don Hutchison playing pool, and we're thinking like we got a big game, I like suppose, or something. What are you yeah. doing now? You know, that's you know, the wrong attitude, Don. Like you know, what I mean? you know, we've seen the injury list. Everyone's done the papers in the calf, and he's picked to play according to the papers. Yeah, and he's trying to tell us he's injured, yeah. and, the, and the boys have gone like, "You better be. We're, we're, we're going in the ground." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, don't let us down, mate. Yeah, and he was he was injured. They just he had a late yeah. injury, like yeah, you know what right. I mean. But, but you can never do that a day. You couldn't yeah. go in a, in, a, in the pub in the bowling today and see Pyatt playing Paul, could you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good yeah. thing. Let's. Uh, yeah. I wanted to, so like it's interesting there. You say you know it's different now, like the culture. Do you think like maybe if you'd have been born 20, 30 years later, would you? Do you think you'd still have the same love for West Ham um, with without all the violence at the top, the violence of your youth? You know what I mean? Like if you were a similar age going to your game, do you think you would have still enjoyed it and, and still developed this love and affection, and kind of attachment to West Ham? Yeah, because I've got a son who's part of the day's generation, mm. you know what I mean? And he's got his West Ham tattoos, you know what I mean? He lives yeah. in South East London, and I say, don't put that tattoo on, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I see your name's Pennant, you know what I mean? And, oh, I love my team, Dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I'll never forget when, um, you know, I'll come home, I'll come home one day, and it would have been about six, so... You know, I'm a sleeping teacher in the 90s now, a respectable person and an honorary author. You know what I mean? So I've come home as an honorary father, and uh, the wife's gone, like, you got to do something about your son. He's in tears again. You know what I mean? I said, it's, it's, it's your fault. And, uh, yeah, now I want to see his I was actually banned. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, so, and she knew that. You know, women like to stir in, don't they? You know what I mean? So I said, how can I do anything about football? You know, you said, you make him support West Ham. Yeah, and he's got to go to school, and I've got to watch it when he comes home because you're still at work in tears every Monday because West Ham's got beat five, six, seven nil again, <laughs> and all the kids are Sky kids in in class, and they all support Liverpool, and Man United at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all giving it, and, he, and youngsters don't lie, do they? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, so he comes home and says, "Dad, tell me the truth." You know what I mean? Oh, West Ham. Rubbish. That's the word they use, isn't it? Rubbish. You know? um, and I go, son. And then what stirs it? You know what I mean? Tell him the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, did they lose? I said, yeah. When have they ever won? I said, uh, have we won a cup? Uh, uh, Ten years ago when he weren't born. You know what I mean? And uh, So anyway, so I'm stuttering away like, the wife's firing bullets and he's getting hammered at school because he's the only West Ham support in South East London. Yeah. Know? And... Uh, Anyway, cut it, cut to the dash. 
he's ended it. Why do you make me support West Ham? I want to support Man United. You've just told me they're no good, they're rubbish. I'm going to support Man United. And that was it. Well, they, oh, God, I looked at that wife. I've gone, no, no, no son of mine, he can't. <laughs> She's gone, well, take him to a game then. Fired another bullet. Take him to a game. And I'm banned. So, being a father, bit me lip. So, okay, take him to a game. So I wrote to the club. It's quite a funny story, really, because um, when, when we was arrested in a big case, or the showcase trials in 87, um, the chief superintendent of East End, it's all Thatcher and everything after high school saying that happened. Yeah. yeah. So there's a big purge on the football ringleaders and the names. So, you know, my name came out of the act with a few others. And we had a big showcase trial that collapsed. And as a result of that, um, there was a few resonations from the police force. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And a certain leader um, took took the bullet and he ended up on West Ham in the security. You know what I mean? Uh, so unknown to me, I've written to the club to say, I'm a dad now. You know what I mean? And I'm an innocent man. I want my band lifted. I had to go for him. And this is the man that's trying to get me 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, fair enough, some of the boys had gone back. So, you know, Bill was going. You know what I mean? So, Anyway, so I've gone to West Ham on a Monday morning, I don't know, and I'm sitting where you're sitting now, across the desk, the ex-chief superintendent, who only the summer before, you know what I mean? Mm. Still in the eyes caught in the land trying to get me 10 years, you know what I mean? For supporting my club, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me like, I mean, biggest football fag I've ever seen you know what I mean whatever, whatever he's thinking you know, you yeah. imagine the picture like, you know I mean? I'm sort of just playing it up a bit here. but uh, so we looked at each other and we looked at each other and I said I know what you're thinking yeah but you know the ICF won't come back with me being over there you know what I mean one man don't make an army so I said I only want to go over there I want to go on a chicken run I'm only going there for my boy so no problems I'm mm. just a father now you know in fact I referee football matches and things like that you know what I mean he plays Saturday football and all that and he looked at me and said, don't be looking at me like I'm a copper. You know what I mean? And he said, I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> he said, I've always supported West Ham. <laughs> and I'm in the best job I've ever had. And I'm the one that gave him the job, basically. <laughs> so he said, you're back. <laughs> that was it. And my son, you know, no longer did he say, Dad, I want to support Man United now. Yeah. Because, well, cut the long story short, what it was about, and I think every father knows this one. Yeah, and I always ask people in books, you know, why support a team? And why did people go football? And you still you don't have to go football to be a football fan. And uh, it's that experience of your first game, and it's a, such a British thing. Whoever you see in your first game is your team for life. So even they never win nothing, it's not about that. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. You can't chop and change your team like mm. in this sky era. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people got three or four teams. You know what I mean? And that traditional British thing is is you know I'm. Only case of love, West Ham. West Ham's my team. You know what I mean? And it's the mm. first game I've taken to eight years old. You know, my son now, you know, he's he's flying the colours for the mast. You know, he's he's uh, in the navy, so he's you know he's representing his country, and he's got his big England tattoo on his back, and the rest are all West Ham. Mm. You know, and he goes into Millwall discos with his West Ham tattoos. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> inherited your so, bravery. Yeah, then. yeah. So you know, I, I love that thing of. You know, the first football match, that first live experience of a live game, is it? It's not about Champions League winners and all that. It's whatever game you went to first as a kid, yeah. that becomes your team, doesn't it? That's, you yeah. know, you know, what about yourself, guys? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. 
I mean, exactly yeah. that. Do you fact, agree? I'm, I'm doing all yeah, the talking no, here. Like, no, you know no, what I mean? You're all nodding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't nodding that in guilt, are you? You ain't like Dodgy Man City fans or something. You're second team Barcelona. I've read your book, mate. I know I know what you're about. I ain't disagreeing. Cass, this is a trap. That's when he chills outside. Yeah, I want to talk about your first game, really. I mean, what what was it about West Ham? What was it about West Ham? And what was it about West Ham that accepted you? Because obviously, you became the gen- a general in the ICF and hooligans at the time, obviously, really general? right wing. What's all that? <laughs> Danny Dyer film or something? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, so obviously hooligans were meant to be quite right wing, but you, you obviously, being a black guy, you rose to the, to the top of this organisation. I mean, how does something like that happen? No, hooligans weren't right wing. There was a period, a dark period where the right wing tried to infiltrate mm. football and it affected everything, including West Ham. You mm. know what I mean? So, you know, until we chapped and verse on that, and there'd be plenty of West Ham fans that want to deny that. Mm. But it, it was just a short error. You know what I mean? Mm. You've got to think, and, 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 you know, I can tell both sides. You know, I bought out a book once as a publisher called The Black Hammers purely because I'm sick and tired of mm. everyone calling, everyone doing radio interviews and all Arsenal fans when I'm, you know, I'm in London doing radio interviews, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's a racist club and all that. And they played more black players than any other London club. When I've done the book, it's 58 players. Mm. And we're the first club to play three black players in the highest division, which is Division 1 then, of any club. It was only followed 10 years later. Wow. Right, by Ronak... Um, Ron Atkinson's, yeah. Where's um, from? Yeah, was it yeah. Moses, um, Baston, and Seal Regas, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And it's 10 years later. West Ham done it first in 72 against Crystal Palace. Right? Who was they? Before my time. Right. Clyde Best, Clyde Childs, most of the fans are with me now. They've all named them. Mm. And they're struggling on the third one. Yeah. Um, because it was a short-lived, but the geezer had so much talent, and they all forget his name, A.D. A. Coker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was a big match game, so it was an ITV. I think the first time they hit the TV. Um, and it was West Ham. They don't say much about it, because they're obsessed. The press are actually obsessed of the East End being racist, and they won't let it go because most of black shirts in the 30s marched in the East End. Mm. Right? So yep. the press were obsessed with anything East End, it's great copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Racist West Ham, racist West Ham. Well, even this... Even know, there was there yeah. was racist at West Ham, but it was a period of time. It was affecting mm. every club. Yeah. It was only a small period. We asked me about when I first went to football, as I... Like I said, my background was Greater London, Slade Green, out of an orphanage, Dr Bernardo's from Barkingside. Mm. So I brought up, you know... The only black kid for five towns. So from the day I walked out that door, I was getting it. And I was getting it from people far bigger than my age, everything. But it weren't just other kids who can be caught with each other. It, you know, where'd you go when establishment was against you? You know, your teachers, everyone seemed to be lorry drivers down the road giving you a jip. It was coming from everywhere, you know what I mean? And when I got taken to West Ham, and all of a sudden, people never said anything about the colour. You know, they see the difference, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's, it's just weird. I go home and I've got to run the gauntlet again. And I go to West Ham, all of a sudden, like, oh, he's West Ham. Come and sit. You, you can't see. I was at the back and, you know, I'm a big lump, even at eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> carrying, you over, carrying you over to put you at the front and the wooden box to stand on. And, and then they had no door and get three rosettes and, you know, 
Roasted peanuts, roasted peanuts, and all my son and geezer walks along the pitch. Roasted peanuts, roasted peanuts. All the kids are going down to get it. I've got no money for the roasted peanuts. And he sees a little black kid with fuzzy hair. You know what I mean? Throws a bag over. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that, all that little for a child's eye looking at weren't well so massive. You know what I mean? Yeah. My world was pure black and white and hate. And when mm. you're young, you can't work it out. You know, I've worked it out later with my fist, which was the wrong way to go. <laughs> that was my survival. Mm-hmm. You know, at West Ham, it was, that was why it comes across strong in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He ain't no nignog, he's West mm-hmm. Ham. You know what I mean? That was from a real happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't exaggerated in the film. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, like I say, it's, it's, you know, it's a history of everything. And football is a social history. And this obsession with West Ham, you said it yourself, right wing club. No, 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 know, no, no, like, no, right wing, but the, the hooligan element. Yeah, but it stays in it, that image, yeah. yeah? Mm. And it's particularly strong in media, but look where it's come, where's it come from? Mm. You know, by the time Clyde Best came along, everyone knew about West Ham because of Clyde Best, the mm. same as when Cassius Clay hit it. Well, with Henry Cooper, when was that? About 68. Mm. You know, then some of these people started, hey, it's cool, you know, when, when the lads started getting into music, then over the Trojan and all that. So it just changes, you know what I mean? But mm. a lot of people, see my film and my book and it was on what was it London Live recently wasn't it uh, on telly so it's great seeing young generations catch up with it but sometimes I'm quite awkward because the youngsters stop you on the tube train and say blah you had it hard you passed away for us mm. young black guys and I think no you got it hard today yeah because what I went through it was ignorance you know mm. Alf Garnet passed away you know, and people today still are only just cottoning on that he was a Tottenham fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's actually an actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the character he played, that's what everyone taught. I was brought up like that. You know what I mean? Mm. And my favourite show as a youngster, and the most loving people, don't we think two white people, you've got a society that didn't accept anyone foreign in them days. You know what I mean? And um, so what was they going through? You know, I look at it now, later life, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. realise what was they going through. Yeah. And their favourite programme was Alf Garnet. But your favourite? Like yeah, your, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. So favourite programme, because he was West Ham, yeah. and he spoke he spoke the language that I knew. And That's he, said, th- he said things you heard, Yeah, 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 but it was like working class. So the, you know, everything else was like, you know, Dalton, Dalton Abbey on BBC, weren't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, they all spoke, you know. I, one knows and everything, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was great, it was working class, it was that little links, it's the same thing. Why they support West Ham? Because the bands like the Cockney Rejects, who are punk, and mm. oi, and you know, it's just, and, the, and the, why they all got cross hammers with their own little logos on it and everything, you know, or took the hammers off and used the cross feet, mm. right? Because they see it as a symbol of working class. Mm. Well, it's all these little touches mm. that all relate, and everything I'm talking about now is a people's thing, mm. right? But why football's going at the moment. It become a, it's going to become a different thing, yeah, because football was invented uh, in this country for social reasons. Mm. Right? That's why all the football grounds are the most condensed places. Right? Not today, but things like the baseball ground, Upton Park, you can put your arm out and knock on someone's door, you know, from the turnstiles, you know mm. what I mean? Because they put it out of the working classes because there's a six-day week, you only had a Sunday off. And some politician thought... <laughs> don't flog the workforce so hard we'll have better results so they give them Saturday off half a day and what happened because we're a nation of war there's loads of ex-soldiers about you know wounded and everything else and there's a pub on every street corner when the football was brought in alright and um, no when they give them half a day off so they had an academic on their hands for fighting and drunkenness what we're going to do and it was either Labour said we're not going back on this political move you know what I mean 
of Burn Turner Nation for a six day a week. And that's why they always wore a suit on a Sunday. So they went to church and then family dinner. Right? And then at the factory down the mines or whatever. Right? So the half a day they weren't going to give that up, but they got academic and violence. Mm. So they said they need something to occupy them. So long come football. And it's not made up. Look at your history of your football clubs. Most of them start off as cricket clubs. Because who had the green fields? It's like the, you know, the London Mass Prizes now, and the schools now. We're going to see a green field in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all the, all the middle classes <coughs> had green fields. So they had cricket, sport of the middle classes. So the football for the working classes ain't got no green. Mm. All right, so they had to start off in cricket, and then it clashed. So then that football took off, got their own money, and they set right from the cr- cricket clubs and built their own grounds, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, anyway. I'm an hooligan, I should be talking like this <laughs> expert football knowledge. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a lesson. We should say it's, it's interesting that point you make because obviously the secret footballer... What I'm saying is football's a people's game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a working class game and it's moved on uh, but the history is there yeah. and I love mm. all that you know. and yeah. it relates to everything. Everything of why the passion, why there's songs, why certain teams are, are like attitude are like they are. You know, it's, it's just it's just so fascinating. You know, while West Ham have got Man United as Derby, why Liverpool Man mm. United is like a Derby? You know, but Liverpool and Everton used to go together. Mm. You know, but Man United sixty miles away, so it's not exactly a Derby. So all these little histories behind football is mm. more than just a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's the business game, isn't it? You know? Yeah. We just, just I just wanted to quickly add, like, you need the secret footballer. Yeah, we were talking about it just last week. The secret footballer. Um, wrote about West Ham being racist and about the fans being the most racist in the league recently yeah. I don't know if you've seen that and it, I find it for, and we spoke about it because we find it frustrating because I've never experienced it there over the years ah, I'm okay. Sure, you know, you, okay look and so, you, secret football is quite interesting yeah Yeah. you know there's an awful turn off yeah <laughs> here we go um, and that's why he's secret <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean a lot of them they know a lot and it, uh, you know I've published books like Babylon and things like that so they're kind of they're not fake they're, in, they're inside there's an awful lot of knowledge yeah? yeah but unless you walk in his shoes they don't know it and the thing with journalists and the football thing is what you see is what it is that's the that's the thing that football uh, people outside of football have real problems with right um, you know they don't know what's banned and what's hate crime you know what I mean yeah. and I'll give you an example it's early this year um, you know they've been having problems with the youth word yeah, yeah? And it backfired on, yeah, because the first people, you know, well, just if anyone don't know, but Tottenham fans were referred in football by most football fans as Yids, and the Tottenham fans themselves, to take this thing out of it, called themselves Yids, and they're proudly known as the Yids, yeah? Then society, PC, well says, enough's enough, that can't be right. You know what I mean? Yep. You're offending people with money who's got business, want to come into football, and... Uh, clamped down on it and what did they do first fans they arrested was Tottenham so it all backfired yeah when they yeah. say like it's banter we're actually defeating racism yeah when mm-hmm. you people are doing nothing and now what you're doing bomb 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 so it made it very difficult to get us on so when they come was it last year well we're talking about West Ham Tottenham you're coming up to it mm-hmm. yeah um, Tot- Tottenham played at West Ham yeah and you got like 200 Tottenham fans singing Pikey mm-hmm. yeah and two West Ham fans ended up arrested because a group of them in the chicken run were singing um, a, a, a song they twisted the words that included foreskin yeah yeah. okay so they're in Stratford Magistrates on hate crime yeah and a barrister was a Chelsea fan a leading barrister called me in 
as a expert consultant. Yeah. <laughs> me, you know what I mean? With my form, yeah. Yep. Uh, but he called me in as the author, the expert, you know what I mean? And uh, he called me because I was black and a fan and a forward to on football fans, yeah. Um, which is fair enough, yeah. And uh, I said, why are you call me? I said, I have it because they're West, you know, the West Ham fans, and I know the score, what's gone down the bank, and I can answer it, but you know, how are we going to get through it? He said, well, I just need you to pull it over because at the moment, you've got three on the bench. One's Indian, one's about 80 years old, an old major, yeah? And one's old Jamaican, yeah? He said, look at them, Case. Do any of them look like they've ever seen inside a football match? Yeah. On the terraces and know the different banner is what you're yeah. seeing, what it is. You know what I mean? I said, no. He said, and hear it from you, they'd be shocked. Yeah. Because you're a black man and you've got all your racist experiences from football. You know what I mean? And then we had the Irish prosecutor. You know what I mean? And so we had to discuss the youth word. I discussed how they use banter to level against it. And what had happened, the Tottenham fans that were all singing Pikey didn't complain. So this is what the kids arrested, you've got to be a complaint, yeah? yeah? The police never arrested because they said it's man going forward, yeah? yeah? And no normal West Ham fans ejected, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, they're not fighting, are they? You know what I mean? So there's this banter going forward, Derby, take the banter out, what have you got? You know, and there's limits to it, you know what I mean? So if you want to sing about Munich or Aberfain, even the football fans know there's a limit to the banter, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay, and that's what you can't know is outside, because what you see, and you're in the modern world, you know, it's not acceptable no more. And anyway, got the lads off, and they said I played a you know, good contribution because I threw them on some of my experiences, what I shared with you on here. You know what I mean? Is what you see what it is. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I explain that to them because it because of my presence as a big black man who, like you said, the racist West Ham club, they had that view and everything being chucked up like we know in the press yeah yeah. so I come along and I, I went and started off and said I've experienced everything you can about racist West Ham you know what I mean yeah I've experienced it seen it and come through it and I'm telling you yeah them lads use them words as banter you know what I mean yeah and you know and and you know what it is and just put a different take on things and if you're saying this guy says that you know he can point to things what looks on the face of it you know um you know especially when all the fans seem something or other but the fans themselves know it's, it's just experience you know what i mean i think trouble is the day you've got a lot of um it's just it's, it's just <sighs> we're actually putting our air out and putting people on trial and spending newspaper headlines on stuff that you know from my books, yeah, is very tame. Yeah, back to them days, you know what I mean. So which way do they want it? You know what I mean. And you know, there's, there's another one with um, talking about banter, um, Harry Kane, yeah, and uh, yeah, I like him when he plays for England. You know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, I think he's a very good player, and I'm watching his career with interest. And uh, and uh, anyway, he got some jib. He got some jipped about why he looks, yeah? Yeah. I think it was, it's in the papers now, surely. Yeah. I mean, they, they use a song about Mong, yeah? yeah? There's someone who wasn't at the match, was in his kitchen, and because his son, you know what I mean, has got, I don't know, Down syndrome or something, yeah? Wants to then arrest that fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not at the match. 
And I thought, I've been mm. enough courts to know you can't get arrested on hearsay. You're thinking, whoa, where's, where's this going now? You know what I mean? And, it, and, it, and, and if it, one, one thing is like, well, maybe it's a good thing because back in the day there was a lot more, you know what I mean, things that you'd like to throw, you know what I mean, you'd like to challenge people and see you get arrested, yeah. yeah? The day there's little going on, and you know what I mean, and now we're putting people on trial for using banter, yeah. Mm. Um, and they're having to call me as witnesses. It's, it's just becoming a whole farce, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just we lose in touch with reality, like I say. And you know, the reality is football started because the Englishman needed the working class man, you know, needed his leisure time, so it is a better product for the country, yeah, mm-hmm. work wise. And you know, he was fighting in the pubs, you know? yeah. And uh, so they give him the football match, so he can fight there instead of the pubs. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know all, all all that. You just you just lose the whole football thing is losing the people thing, you know, you know, and, and you, you, I think you're going to see things like what happened in boxing. You know what I mean? Where they're going to put, you know, the grounds are picking up as it goes. So you know, I think the new fans are coming into it. You know what I mean? But it it, it does it does. It, I'm against modern football um, person. You know, when you see hundred years history. With, Clubs turning their shirts red and wanting to be called tigers, you know, and all that. And yeah. you just think, at the end of the day, we're going to end up with um, no fans, no singing. Yeah, it's going to be like the crucible. You know what yeah. I mean? When you go to football. Yeah. And well, already now, you know, I still follow the Amers. I always try and watch them in, in, in live game, and you know, it's crazy when there's more atmosphere in the pub sometimes than what's at the match. You know what I mean? And, mm. and how fans are looked at today and maybe some people would be out there and saying we're to blame for all that. You know what I mean? Um, but I could argue different. But mm. you know, it's, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. And at the same time, young people embracing it. So I'm not, you know, I was very much up to part until we die. You know? But, you know, I've got a young generation like me, son, and not, not, Share the stories I'm sharing with you, yeah. Mm. So they want their bit. You've had your bit, Dave. You know what I mean? <laughs> so is right. he literally say that to you? Well, this mates and his pal. Yeah. We have debates, and it's interesting when it's yeah. different mm. generations. And they think, yeah, yeah, let them, let them go for it. You know what I mean? Let them, let them. You know, I'll put my carpet slippers on and watch them enjoy it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> if the Amazon's like doing the way mm. they're going at the moment, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. You know what I mean? And <laughs> you know, if we turn over Tottenham as well, that'd be interesting, won't it? You know what I mean? Do you still love the games? It's still like now. As you got, as you got older, obviously, you know that the hooligan element isn't there anymore. Is it? Is it? I mean, how's your relationship with West Ham changed? You still get excited by a goal, like going down there, Upton Park. Is it the same for you? Yeah, yeah, not many. Jesus Christ, my, my whole holidays when I'm away is planned on where's the match. <laughs> you know, we go to Turkey a lot, and yeah. you know, we know what pubs are going to play. What pubs if I turn them take Man United off and put West Ham on? Yeah. You know, the missus knows what where she's got to go to find me because I'm going to be off on the match as soon as I got off that plane and, and she knows not to book the flight if it clashes with a game you know what I mean she knows yeah yeah and, and the bets are all done before we go away because there's no betting shops you know what I mean you know it's it's, it's, it's you know what I mean what I think what I think, what, I think all that changes is we, I think we go from like fans to the hooligan and back to the fan but Age Creek catches up with us and we become professional moaners <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm quite proud yeah. to be a proper moaning West Ham fan and it's great because I've got loads of other West Ham fans that all moan with me <laughs> but if anyone turned around and said to us what you lost interest with West Ham with Lynch mm. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, you guys. It's a sport, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sport. Yeah. It's a it's a game. It's a fan sport. Because can we talk about before we started uh, this podcast? You were telling us a story that I want to pick up on, which was um, about the Cockney rejects rejects playing in Topcourt Road. We were tell us that anecdote. <laughs> well, I know where we are now. In w one. Um, my film started here. It was great, you know, because this is the this is the film capital, isn't it? Uh, solo and. Uh, so the director like started casting the actors and it, it was great the guy that was going to play me was Nonzo Nosy big lump 23 stone yeah, yeah. and uh, you know at the time I was about 18, 19 he was going to play me so no way he was a 23 stone so first we done we sent him down to Canning Town to the Peacock gym to lose 4 stone off him and uh, but he wanted to um Cass for football, you know, we talk about the passion, West Ham and everything, Alf Garnet and everything. Get, 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 the, get the actors over there, feel it. It was in the 70s and 80s. I'm thinking, like, we're talking now, football ain't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's changed, it's a different fan base. You know what I mean? You know, I've never seen so many women in football. You know what I mean? Back when I was a day, they didn't have women's toilets in the South Bank. You know, you, and you, you know, you had no sit down, you had a little pipe <laughs> going along as, as, as a toilet. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, drain pipe it was. So um, I said, no, you won't, f- you won't get the seventies and eighties going over football today. You know what I mean? I said, if, if you want the seventies and eighties and know what it was like when you're steaming into the shedding, you know, in the seventies or something, and um, and the little data's playing and all that, I said, go to Cockney Rejects game. I said they're in Tottenham Court Road. They ain't played um, London for twenty five years, so it's going to be a big reunion. You know, that all the old West Ham's coming out, all the original skins and everything. They're all coming out. And uh, yeah, go go there. And, uh, and he said, "What? Twenty five years?" I said, "Yeah, they're back in the day that all their gigs were trouble, so council banned them from every gig. So now they're back. Twenty five years reunion. Storia playing there, gay club. If you don't know. And uh, anyway, I'm in Soho because of the films. So I got the actors together just down the road here. I said, "Right, come, we walk, we walk round. Right, so sh- everyone should be there now. And we walk round on Oxford Street." We passed the Tottenham Court Road tube and there's a pub there called the Tottenham and there's about 200 West Ham fans and I looked across the road and there's all old Bill in front of them all outside with the pint glasses all cheering irons come on irons 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 so the fans all getting up I've got Leo Gregg with me I've got Gavin Brocker and uh, Nonzo so they were, the, they were the lead cast in the film and uh, and it's the first meet and I said see them over there yeah they're a lot of going where we're going they're going inside but the old Bill's wrapped them up they've had a pub in the pub before the concert starts and I said there's a lot of old Bill there let's just find out from a few what's going on and uh, let's come up and they said yes we've been here peacefully drinking all afternoon and the old Bill showed up and they won't let us out and we're saying we're just here to go across the road with a concert but they wanted containers here they've called the right old Bill's because we said we're here to see the Cockney Rejects we're not here for a football match and it's all a misunderstanding so they're all singing irons and getting reared up and I said well, what's the crack then why's the old Bill taking that he said well he said I asked the cop like, what's the, what the hell's going on and he said it's gay parade day we've got 5,000 gays and there's like 200 skinners but they're not really skinners because they're all over 40 and lost their hair you know what I mean <laughs> like, so they're going like so you've got like them singing irons and you've got the real eyes all coming about you know what I mean and you've got the police in the middle and it gets worse right because the police won't stand because they're you know, generally like 
not looking for trouble, you know, come to a concert, gone, officer, officer, what's, what's, what's the problem? Do you, you know who we are? You know, we're the ICF. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the cop was going, yeah, I know, we, we know who you are. Yeah, but it's not you lot we're worried about. It's the other 5,000 ones. <laughs> <laughs> so that started the day off, didn't it? You know? and, and once we got in the gig, oh, you, you couldn't make it up, yeah? I've gone in there, and um, it's, it's just antidotes you know we're talking about race and things like that mm. you'll love this one as soon as we get in there the doorman looked like Boris the Bear like like Russian or Polish geezer you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's looked at me with fear total fear in his eyes it ain't for me what he's looking at is are you walking in here? Again. <laughs> You're right. Behind him he knows he's got like 500 skinheads yeah. yeah and he's looking at me black man the only black man walking in here yeah and behind me there's a 23 stone black man and you think like whoa <laughs> he's got his work cut out there like. he, just, he had no idea that he was going to meet sign at one of the best concerts you can go if you know the old punk days and all that that's a Cockney Rejects gig yeah. and you think it's kicking off but it's just everyone having fun you know beer going over everyone just having a dance and a whale of a time and it's fantastic because you see young punks skinheads football casuals and just old guys you know what I mean all having fun the boys had fun and then the Rejects took the stage and started started because they're, yeah, they're, they're no old bars regions they always tell it as, as it is you know what I mean and they had a thing about Terry Brown yeah of being a bad man so they dedicated their song yeah. bad, bad man to Terry Brown so they had their little pop Then after that they got in a swing of things and it's now they have a fo- pop on the football teams and the first one they digging out was Tottenham so yeah. every other record break it sang about Tottenham and Leo Gregg was a Tottenham fan he went case I know stay my welcome I'm <laughs> off you know what I mean <laughs> and we just have the, all this banter you know the first day I just knew that though they're actors and highly trained and everything they knew the score because of football it's this great unifying mm-hmm. thing and you know we had even on the set I mean my favourite little story with Leo because he'd, he'd done me so proud and um, you know and he got a lot he gets stick off of Tottenham fans because he plays West Ham it's this case of um you know, people on reality, you know, are the Mitchells and EastEnders yeah. act- actors mm. are really gangsters and when they get attacked in the club, but cut it short, he'd he done me proudly, I mean, I'll never forget with the banter we had, you know what I mean, I, we was, I'd set him up with West Ham things and he'd put a Tottenham flag in my caravan and things like that and I got him back one day, I Frank McAvenny down for the day, he's in the film a cameo, you know, and I got to Frank, I got, um, now look, your, your record Frank, you know, you know, famous playboy footballer you know what I mean the blonde George Best and all that I've got a right role for you mm. we've got a stripper in a nightclub you're going to sit here you're going to wear a tie the stripper's going to he said Cass I'll cut you down I'll cut you straight there he said that was me he said I'm now happily married <laughs> I can't take that role yeah. I said Frank we thought you loved this role you know what I mean <laughs> I, the stripper you've got the tie the camera's on you we thought you loved the role we've got no more roles left he said Cash you've got to find one for me I said well you won't have this being a highly trained professional footballer the only role left is one of the ICF boys he said that do me he said what have I got to do I said Frank Frank you're a footballer you won't have this I said I've got to give you a bottle right and you've got to go and bottle the rival lead actor yeah this is like Leo Gregory yeah and um, you've got to bottle him he went, give me the bottle. Right? <laughs> right? And he said, I really got a bottle in. And uh, if anyone don't know, they're not real bottles, they're sugar bottles, yeah? yeah. So they, they, they collapse when you smash them on the head, but they look effective, yeah? And I said, yeah, but 
it's a low budget, so I've only got one take. <laughs> yeah, you're a footballer. Most of these lads know the score, so they know what they're doing is rare. You know what I mean? You're a footballer. Just make sure you get it right. And if it helps, Leo's a Tottenham fan. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's like Decanio, yeah. No matter what club he plays for, he loves West Ham. So um, he's gone. Thanks, Kess. Anyway, scene happened. It was, it was the nightclub scene, the working man club with the Newcastle fans and all that. You know what I mean? So it all kicks off. And the old director, which blows his whistle, cut, kicked off proper. Tables went up in the air, the lot went up, yeah. And there's Leo Gregory emerging from the chairs, legs, and bodies, like, jumps mm. up on stage. Guess, you tell him I was a Tottenham fan. Frank has stuck a bottle so hard on his head, <laughs> he felt it proper. proper. <laughs> <laughs> like, and as he's hitting him, he's going like, you Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Good old Machiavelli. We've only got a few minutes left, um, but we should talk about West Ham now, you know, uh, the football at the moment. Obviously, we're playing great stuff, and we've got Spurs, uh, Spurs away, Cass. Um, what are you thinking? Oh, just the future looks bright now. We're, we're yeah. West Ham. We're not, you know, we're not like Arsenal. We've got our Champions League every week and all that. All we mm. want is a team that gives us 100%. Mm. And we might win a cup or two, you know, and don't lose to Tottenham. And I just love it. I think <laughs> Tottenham are so Arsenal, weren't they? You know, they can't get the Reds around Arsenal. So they lost the game before they start, you know, psychology wise with Arsenal. When it comes to West Ham, they always think they can hammer us through the ground. You know what I mean? So when we do them, they just actually go to pieces. You yeah. see them cracking halfway through the game. You know, with Arsenal, it's like, oh, we never beat them, we never beat them. With West Ham, it's like, we shouldn't be losing these. I love it, I love it. And it's so, at the moment, they're neck and neck. You know, you know whoever, whoever, you know, it's a six-pointer, isn't it? Yeah. And in the breaking stakes, it can last us all season, you know what I mean? Until we get above them for the old mm. Champions League spot, which they usually fail at. So it'd be great <laughs> if we can nick it. But yeah, no, it'd be interesting. I think, I think it's pretty even. Mm. You know, I think they're struggling on the goal score stakes. Um, we're going to struggle without Pyatt, but but you know, I don't I don't lose total faith in that because I look at the bench that Sam had, and I look at the bench that Billicks and Dix have got. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? You think like Jesus, it's, it's a good it's a good time to be a West Ham fan. I know that. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So it's not that I think you know. Yeah. Come, come at us. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then crack up like you normally do. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, James, what do you reckon of the score? Uh, it is a real. It's a, I'm actually glad about Pyatt lost because uh, I haven't said anything for 45 minutes. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad about that because it would have been we'd have given them a proper we'd have turned them over yeah uh, I still think we'll get a result I, hope, I reckon a draw yeah I reckon 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. it's going to be good we've got a good team confidence yeah we're good away I'd love to know. smash them okay, can you give us a score Cass what are you predicting <laughs> won't be a lot of goals I think we'll, I think we'll nick it 1-0 1-0 oh, yeah. that'd be good that'd be glorious I think it'd be 0-0 or 1-0 and I think the reason we nick it is it's, it's the way we play on the counter mm and the, the fact we play on the floor you know I love it we're West Ham mm. United and we play on the floor yes <laughs> Jenkins and winner yeah. what about that oh, imagine it you know, even better um, last question Kaz before we go obviously you've just said you know modern football and that but we're moving to the Olympic Stadium next year are you going to go oh, oh, oh yeah of course no yes and no I'll, I'll, I'll go to see what the crack is just to yeah. you know what I mean have the, you know, I still try and get a fit over a few games each season I'll go mm. there just to know what the crack is yeah I mean, like I said, I'm quite happy. Put me, I don't feel the pressure that I have to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm putting yeah. my carpet slippers up, but I will actually enjoy it. You know, when I, when I go to the playoff finals and you see the young generation come out and you think, you know, we sit here 
like old farts, the old days. You know what I mean? And the youngsters look at us, they don't keep on about the old days, we ain't got a clue what it was about. You know what I mean? And it's timeless nuts, and when we get to play off the old West Ham family comes together, you actually see the young generation mm. actually understand, realise what West Ham means, because they yeah. come mm. from all over the world for a bloody playoff final. Yeah. Mm. You know? So when we start going to do real business, and I think we will for that new stadium because there'll be money invested. Mm. And to know that that young generation will be where I stood in 1980 with Brooklyn and, you know what I mean? And, mm. and 75 and all that, you know, and they're going to have a taste of that. And I hope so because my son's knocking on a bit now. You know what I mean? I told you that story when he was six and now he's 27. <laughs> you know, and he's got the same West Ham story as me. Yeah, yeah. You know, he ain't seen a lot. Where you been? Yeah. Oh, I've been on Wembley. Where? What, was, what was that? Champions League final? No, playoff final. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good day though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. If, they, if they yeah, if they can get a sense of that, and then who knows? You know, yeah, football's mm. so fickle, isn't it? You know what I mean? But yeah. what I love about West Ham, look, win or lose, you don't get, we don't give a lot of change out, do we? You know, when we're relegated, mm. we might lose five thousand fans. Yeah, when we're all sing, winning and singing and dancing, we only gain five thousand. And you get the other teams, you see them, don't you? Look at the ground, especially in big northern Sutherland. teams. Yeah, right. You know, as soon as the yeah. chips are down. It's sickening seeing how empty them grounds are. You know, even Man City, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Sunderland and all that, you know what I mean? And, and with West Ham, you'll never see that. You'll never see that. You, you, you'll never see 20,000 fans just disappear because they ain't doing no good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it don't really matter. I just think, you know, watch out for your pie and mash being 20 quid a pop <laughs> <laughs> and your beer being a tenner and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going to, you know, they let all the kids in, won't they? Be like, Bit like the old England games, I suppose, right? The old 16s, you know, what I mean? like, it's like St. Trillions, wasn't it? England, England. Yeah. Everyone's in three under 16, so I don't want to suffer that new stadium with everyone going, hey, hammers, hammers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully the community's got their free ticket, like, thank you, count, it's that 10,000 to fill them up. <laughs> they should have built it in Romford, we could fill it at 60,000 every week then. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, we'll speak to you after Spurs games. Cass, thank you very much thank for joining much. us. It's a pleasure to have you on at last. I mean, what a story, and I mean, I think your story only reflects on West Ham West Ham family just demonstrates what West Ham is all about so and you're on Twitter your, yeah. your Twitter name is yeah t- uh, it's all on there but you know uh, it's all on there Real Cass Pennant is me on Facebook um, Cass Pennant with the old blue dot or whatever it is on Twitter you know what I mean uh, mm. but I'm easy to reach the ball you know what I mean I'll see you over Upton Park boys yeah wicked <laughs> alright then well we'll speak to you after the Spurs game Cass once again thanks very much in the meantime come on your irons come on your irons oh what about the plug? Oh, oh the plug. Yeah, the plug. What about the plug? <laughs> Just do the plug. Well, I'm not a proper, proper, proper guest. <laughs> Every other guest well, you've got here, let's have a plug. Oh, yeah, with the yeah, plug. Well, I'll put you on Stanley Dyer's latest film or whatever. We'll go <laughs> yeah, to the plug. Cass is Chris Joseph. The latest plug. What? Yes. Latest plug. Latest Cass plug. Cass has got Chris in the head. Right. Latest plug. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Casuals. We've talked about the violence, but there's a bigger story with the violence, and it's all about the clothes, what you wear, and how you look. You know what I mean? And did the North start it first, or did the London start it first? The London casual. And, uh, bringing out a, do- a documentary called Casuals it's the Christmas release iTunes Netflix in the new year you know what I mean Netflix amazing yeah. wow. but if we really want to go back then there's Beverly two tone film um, it's winning a heap of awards I've just been got an email today saying that we won a massive festival in America that qualifies us for the uh, Oscars um, it's a short film the film industry is taking a look at it now and I hope by the end of the year um, that I can make a big announcement and of course I'll let you guys know Wicked. That, that could well be my next film after Governors Oh, if Exclusive. you get to go to the Oscars will you wear a clown blue suit? 
<laughs> the big question. The big oh, question. With them Yanks, yeah, they didn't. Like that. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I'll tell them it's my soccer soap, not my football soap. <laughs> Wonderful. Cool. Excellent. All right then. See you next week. See you next week. Come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes. The news about the Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by aasport.com forward slash West Ham. Spurs, White Hart Lane. Usually, West Ham to win, both teams to score, that'd be 9-1. to one. But with the Knees Up Mother Brown podcast and aaasport.com, you get triple your odds on your first bet. So 9-1 to one becomes 27-1. to one. And to get that bet, aaasport.com forward slash West Ham. 